0: You're tuning in to the Talkin' True Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. Be sure to click that subscribe button for more TTH content. Now, here's Rob and Nick's 2018 NBA mock Draft. Here we go. Welcome back to a very special edition of the Talkin' True Hoops podcast here with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. It is draft season, Nick. 2018. That means we got a mock draft for you here on the Talking Troops podcast. How excited are we for this for this mock draft? Oh, I'm super excited. We got lots of talent. Tons of talent. Deep draft this year, and there's a lot of different scenarios. It's kind of unpredictable for the first time in this, uh, or not for the first time, but for for the most part in this this top ten, especially in the lottery, and really throughout the whole draft. It, it, it is what it is. Each year that you know you don't really know who's going where. There's you know there's a select few that are kind of locks for certain picks, but we're here with our uh, with our picks and who we think uh, is going to go where. But got to give you a friendly reminder. You know all these mock drafts that are out there. We don't know what's going to happen. Someone can come out like the Cleveland Cavaliers a couple years ago and and pick Anthony Bennett with the first pick. Something else can wild can happen. So. You know, it's all speculation. It doesn't mean, you know, if you think our picks are wrong or whatever. You know, it's not a big deal. You can you can call us out at Talking Troops on social media, on uh, Twitter and Instagram, in the comments below on YouTube. Do what you want. You know, it, it's not it's not you know the a do or die situation here on the, with the mock draft. So, uh, give us your opinions and what you think will happen before draft night. Draft night is the 21st, so about a week and a half away. A week and a half away. So it's very exciting time. We're gonna hop into it. We're gonna start right now with one through ten. Here's picks one through ten. I'm gonna list off who we have in our mock draft. We got number one, DeAndre Ayton, number two, Marvin Bagley, number three, Jaron Jackson Jr. Luka Doncic, number four, number five, Mo Bamba, number six, Trey Young, number seven, Miles Bridges, number eight, Wendell Carter. Number 9, Michael Porter Jr. And number 10, Mikel Bridges. So we'll start with the number one pick. A lot of people just believe this to be kind of a foregone conclusion. DeAndre Ayton, the big guy out of Arizona. This guy, his all-around game is a big man. Dude's huge. I believe he's around 7'2", 7'3". And he's a, he's a big boy. And for Arizona, he played, well, obviously, national ch- or. National tournament, they ended up getting bounced in the first round, so very disappointing for college basketball fans. But this dude can play, and he look, he's got what I believe in. Nick, you can speak on it too. I think that he's got the most NBA ready body, and just you know, he's he's got that vibe to him that it's like this guy is going to be a stud in at the next level.
1: Yeah, I com- I completely agree. You can't go wrong with DeAndre and that number one. He is the best player in this draft. You know he's got the physical body, the best, the best body in my opinion in this draft. And this is a no-brainer for Phoenix Suns. You get to pair him with Devin Booker and Josh Jackson. That's going to be fun to watch, Rob.
0: Very fun to watch. And the one concern in my mind that I'm looking at with DeAndre Ayton is he he a lot of. You know he doesn't give 100% on defense, or he's not the greatest defender. He can get a little lazy, but you know that's a lot of basketball players out there. When he steps up into the next level, there's no there's no reason why he can't change that and become an elite low low post defender and just a big man defender. I think that you know that's not going to be a real concern with the rest of his game and how elite he is coming out of college. Number two for the Sacramento Kings, we got Marvin Bagley from Duke going to uh, Sacramento. Nick. How about Marvin Bagley? Yes.
1: Marvin Bagley, my opinion, is the most polished offensive scorer in the NBA draft. You know, he did it at Duke, one of the top programs in the nation. He's 6'11", could play, could stretch the court, could play down low. You know, solid pick for the Kings. I think they, they go Bagley here over Donich because they get to pair him with De'Aaron Fox. And, you know, Sacramento's looking for players that they, they know – are you know going to be good? So moving forward, the Kings—they got their two pieces to build on for the future—and I really like this pick of Marvin Bagley at two.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Marvin Bagley's a—he's a good ball player. I think the one thing um, that—that's concerning with—he's not like one of those typical now like NBA long, long stretches. Wingspan's not the greatest, but you could j- just watching him at Duke. This guy can play, and him going to Sacramento, I think is a, a trend in the right direction, especially with what the Kings have drafted in the past. You know, I think Darren well, other than DeMarcus Cousins, but now with De'Aaron Fox and if they can take Marvin Bagley at the second pick, I think they're heading in the right direction uh, as opposed to what they've done previously in the draft. I think it'll really help them in the future. Number three to the uh, Atlanta Hawks, we got Jaron Jackson Jr.
1: Yeah, J- Jaron Jackson Jr., Michigan State guy. I personally was not that impressed with what he did at Michigan State, but they had other players I guess that took his position that's what they're saying but my opinion is you know he's he's very athletic he's a big guy he could shoot the three ball he could defend and he's got he's got he's got to develop that n b a body in my opinion a little more but he, he's a person where the Hawks could take at three and develop him because they're not trying to be good next year. They're trying to be good in the long run. So they could take a risk here with him at three and you know, solid pick. I I hope he's not because I've made comparisons Sharon Jackson to a uh, um what's his name Jonathan Isaac from last year's draft just because of how they you know decent they were in college and then just doesn't translate to the NBA game they're still both young they need to get developed but that that's how I could see um the bus situation going Rob what do you have to say about him
0: Yeah I think um for me he he he's a part of that new kind of wave of athlete for uh, the NBA players and just basketball players in general. He's very long and athletic. I think he's got to put a little bit of muscle on him. Um, but I think that, yeah, I think for that third pick for the Hawks, I think that th- that's a good that's a good choice for them, and I think that he could work out well. And I like what I saw at Michigan State. Obviously, I agree with you. Uh, that, you know, maybe a little we'll underperformed there with Michigan State, but they had their, their uh, trials and tribulations over in Michigan State. But we'll have to see how he goes into the next level. Number four to the Memphis Grizzlies we got the international wonder the man Luka Doncic the probably the most what a lot of people believe but we got we got him slipping a little bit back in the draft cuz a lot of people think this is the guy right behind Deandre Ayton for being the top one of the top players in the draft being probably other than Ayton the best player in the draft we got Luka Doncic what do you think about this kid Nick
1: Yeah Luka Doncic is the uh, international man of mystery no one really knows you know how good he is but in my opinion, I think he's, you know, as you said, one of the top players in this draft, probably one or two with DeAndre Aiden. The reason I think he falls is because teams like Sacramento, or Atlanta, you know, don't want an international player, possibly want somebody that they've seen play with, um, you know, over here in the States against other competition. But Doncic, he's a solid shooter, good ball handler. He's played in Spain, one of the top leagues other than the NBA. So he's playing against men and you know he's pos- he you know physically he's good um, he knows how to work he's played you know i think doncic is a solid pick here for memphis especially because memphis is a small market team and you know small market teams tend to go international players to try to keep them for longer so it works out perfectly for memphis pair him with uh, mike conley and a uh, mark gasol that's something solid for uh, Memphis. Possibly they could jump into the playoff situation next year. But this is a, this is a draft, not not talking about playoffs yet. Um, Rob, what, what do you have to say about Luca?
0: Well, I've had as a Knicks fan my uh, fair share of you know. I'm 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 going to lean back. From the uh, the the European guys, but um, you know I watch his game a little bit. You know he could play. He's got some nice you know fine skills for the Euro for the Euro players, and I think he's a, he's a nice little ball player. I think going in the top five is a bit of a stretch for this kid. Um, you know I w- watch the competition that he's played against. It's really you know using the eye test like we like to do on the Talking Troops podcast. I don't I don't see him really doing stuff against big bodies and NBA-type players. And, you know, people like to say, oh, well, the guys he's playing, they've had experience in the NBA. Yeah, there's a reason they had experience in the NBA, and they're now in Europe playing there because they couldn't make it out in the big boy league. So, you know, I think he's got nice skills, and I think he's a nice little player, but I think it's a – and especially if for Memphis, where we have him going, um, I don't – cuz Memphis is in a weird situation with Marcus Saul and Mike Conley. We don't know what they may do. They may play it out for this year or they may sell and get rid of Marcus Saul and possibly get rid of Mike Conley with those big contracts. But if Doncic is what people believe to be an NBA ready player, and him to step in right there with Mike Conley and uh, Marcus Saul, it could work out well for him. But we'll have to see. I'm not a big believer in Doncic, but a lot of people in the draft realms and on these mock drafts are thinking so. But we have him going four. A lot of people have him number two or even possibly one to Phoenix because of the uh, his. Pre- I think the coach for Phoenix was previously with him in Slovenia. So, uh, But we got him at four. Moving on to fifth, we got the Dallas Mavericks taking Mo Bamba. The guy from uh, Texas. This kid is thought to be, you know, um, the best big man besides DeAndre Aiden. Now, he's got real good length. He can finish on the low post. He's a good, very good defender. The big issue with Mo Bamba's got to be he's got to get bigger and he's got to get stronger. I, you know, I connect this to, um, you know, other big men that have a problem playing down low. I, you know, the one that comes to mind that I talk about a lot, being that I'm a Knicks fan, is Christoph Porzingis. He's got a little trouble uh, putting on putting on weight and battling inside. And one when, when you don't have the ability to really battle inside constantly, and you know wh- where it's required at his position, being a center or possibly power forward, depending on how they want to play him. If you can't bang underneath, it's gonna be very tough for you to stay away from injury and stay consistent in this league and have a job. So I think it, it he's you know, the strengths are great. He's he can play he can play down low. He's a very good uh, finisher and he can play defense, but I think he's just gotta put a little bit of weight on him and uh, just get that NBA body going at this point before the or heading into the draft and he's gonna he's gotta start. But I think he that would be a, a good pick for uh for Dallas there.
1: Yeah, Mo Bamba, you know, he has the longest wingspan ever recorded in the Combine. He's got a 7-time wingspan, so he's definitely he's definitely long and athletic. He Also, his draft stock's been rising. He's been uh, putting up video clips of him knocking down three-pointers. So, I mean, if Mo Bamba could be a three-point shooter and defend, you know, bulk up, like you said, and defend in the low post, that'd be, a, you know, he'd be a steal at number five for the Dallas Mavericks. You know, this is a good pick for Dallas. They get to build. Um, New Orleans Noel will probably be leaving, so they fill Mobamba in, younger, um, probably more gifted, and you know he doesn't have to leave far; he's staying in Texas.
0: Exactly. So he's a staying staying hometown. Um, moving on to number six, the pick that may end up—we think that's going to happen—but the the big the big buzz around this kid. Has been huge throughout college basketball season, and even when, when he took the when he took college basketball by storm, we got the Orlando Magic taking Trey Young. We know the comparisons for him with uh, with uh, Steph Curry, and uh, obviously we know he's a great shooter. He can uh, create for his own. He's a solid passer, but he is turnover prone, so we got we got to keep take that into account. And he's a, he's a we'll say he's an undersized guard. Uh, you know he's he is very similar to Steph Curry, even though I'm right. I'm a little hesitant to make connections with 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 superstars at that level, but I mean he's shown to be especially with this season that he had with Oklahoma you know the, the kid played unbelievable and i think he he definitely helped his draft stock obviously being a, a guy that's probably going to get most likely going to be picked in the lottery uh you know some some may move him up to 3 4 5 but we have him at 6 i think that's a good spot for him in orlando and orlando can certainly certainly use a point guard at this point you know they they swung and missed it seems like with Victor Oladipo, and Oladipo went on some uh to uh Oklahoma City, and then obviously with Indiana now. So, I think I think it's a good spot for for doubt. Um, I mean, Orlando with uh, with Trey Young. So, I think uh, hopefully it works out. You know, we've known that Orlando's had trouble drafting in the past, but I think it's a good spot, Nick.
1: Yeah, you mentioned Orlando's had trouble drafting in the past. I think their biggest problem is they've been drafting too many players to develop. You see that with Aaron Gordon; it takes him a while. Victor Oladipo took him a while. Uh, you know, Alfred Payton. You know, he's taken a while. Who else? Uh, Jonathan Isaac needs development. Uh, Mario Bazonia. It's just, they're just in too many guys to develop. Trey Young comes in. He can create for his own. He can, get, you know, get shots. He's a, he's a decent three-point shooter. His percentage should increase in the NBA because he's going to have better players alongside him. Oklahoma's um, supporting castle is not that good. Hopefully, his uh, turnovers will decrease and his assist rates will go up if he's got better talent around him. And, you know, if the team isn't going to rely solely on him to be an offensive, um, to carry the team offensively. This is a great pick for Orlando, in my opinion. It makes him more NBA um, ready. And, you know, great pick overall. Trey Young, first point guard off the board. Let's yep. move on to uh, number seven, Miles Bridges to Chicago. You know, Miles Bridges. People people could go with three other guys here as a small forward, but I think Miles Bridges is younger and more athletic and has room for growth. And Chicago is not trying to be good right away, but pairing him up with Lori Markkinen is definitely something going to you know moving forward going to be fun to watch. They have young point guards in Chris Dunn and Zach Levine. You know, Miles Bridges is the next guy to step in there and see what he could do. Rob, what do you have to say about Miles Bridges?
0: Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Miles Bridges. I think he's a kind of where where I've seen him in possible mock drafts and where what people think of him. I think he's kind of underrated. People like to make you know take some shots at him for not having a jump shot, and you know that's been a struggle of his. But I think he's a solid two way player. He's a big body. I think he, he, he I've, from what I've seen, I, he can defend well um, and he can get to the hole because he's a big body. And I saw him finish at the rim and he, he, can rock, he can rock the rim pretty well. So I like Miles Bridges. And I think that uh, him going to Chicago would be nice, especially with, we don't know what they're going to do with Zach Levine. Specifically, um, Chris Dunn is thought to be their, their, their guy, their point guard. So, you know, maybe if Trey Young fell there or what have you with that, you know, maybe they take a point guard. But if they are going to stick with, with uh, Chris Dunn, I think that's a, a good spot to go ahead and get Miles Bridges and pair him with uh, Markinen and Dunn. And I think that'll be, I mean, nice little core for Chicago. Number eight, we got the Cleveland Cavaliers selecting Wendell Carter, the Duke product. Nick, what do you think of Wendell?
1: I like Wendell Carter. I think you know he really didn't show his talent that much in um, Duke because Marvin Bagley was also playing alongside him. He came out of nowhere with his high school situation, and all that. But Carter, um, you know, he's long. He's athletic. He could stretch the court. You know, you you could see him paired up with Kevin Love in um, Cleveland the way he was with Marvin Bagley, play alongside each other. He's a rim protector. You know, you know, people think he's not that good around the rim, but he, you know, he's a decent shot blocker, good rebounder. Definitely will um, be a solid pick here at eight for Cleveland. Is this going to keep LeBron saying there? Because we're on this LeBron James talk. I don't know if that's enough, but definitely the um, right step moving forward. Might be time for Tristan Thompson to uh, leave Cleveland as well.
0: I think, yeah, if, if they get Wendell Carter, I think it's a, it's bye-bye Tristan Thompson. Yeah, I it, it you know, that pick is really, we don't know if they may, you know, remember a couple years ago with Andrew Wiggins, they made the Andrew Wiggins pick, and then they traded it after the fact because of what LeBron was doing in terms of coming to Cleveland. So we got to see, I think that this pick, obviously I think they're going to make it. I don't think they're going to, you know, they may trade it on draft night. We don't know. It, it's all up in the air, but I think that, this pick may not be a complete lock of you know keeping it or what ha- what what they may do. I think it, it's the it it's going to be the most interesting and up in the air pick for the NBA draft. I think, in my opinion, based on the fact that LeBron James you know is in the driver's seat with the free agency, so it, it's going to be something very interesting to pay attention to on draft night. Number nine, we got the New York Knicks taking Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. was thought to have been the before the back injury was thought to be probably the number one pick or possibly number two pick, depend. You know, with DeAndre Ayton being a a top two guy, but he had the back injury, and people want to be a little cautious. And I, this kid's overall game, I think his jump shot is. from what I've saw, you know, it's a, it's a bit shaky, but the overall game, this kid is, you know, really long and athletic. He's got a good sized body. It's not like he's, you know, one of these skinnier guys. When you know, comparing it to like Jaren Jackson Jr. or Mo Bamba that needs to put on a little weight, you know, Michael Porter Jr. has got a good frame to him, and I think that um, if the, if the Knicks if he falls to nine, this is going to be where we have him going. As a Knicks fan, I'm saying hallelujah. This is just. This would be a great opportunity because, you know, I, I've made it made a point on the podcast before that I don't really think Kristaps Porzingis is the number one option just based off the fact that he can't stay healthy. And I think Michael Porter Jr. If he can stay healthy, this kid is on another level. You know, we saw him out of high school and only saw him a little bit at Mizzou, but he is a very good player, very talented and I as a Knicks fan, I'm really hoping that he falls to 9. That would be a really good pick for for the New York Knicks and maybe help them head in the in the right direction.
1: Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. didn't play that much at Mizzou due to the due to the back injury, but you know, pending his physical and his physical is really seeing how um if he's healthy, if he's good, he's definitely one of the best scorers in my opinion in the draft. He could um he could create his own, but he needs to work on his ball dribbling, his ball handling skills need to improve, yeah, yeah. and his, um, you know, his vision for the court to find the teammates. But he'd be a great pick for New York here to put him, you know, alongside the young cast that they, you know, slowly developing with with Kristaps and um, Frank Milikina. Solid pick here. I think it would be, you know, maybe one of the best picks in the draft if Michael Porter Jr. drops the nine for the New York Knicks.
0: I think it would be a, a grace right. grace from God, I think. Uh, so, rounding off the top 10, we got Philadelphia taking Mikel Bridges, the Villanova guy. Um, Mikel Bridges is, you know, he's he's a junior and he uh, progressed while he was at, I think he, he was at Villanova for the three years, correct? Yes, he was. He was yeah. just redshirt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so he's been there for a while, won a national championship with them. Uh, so, the biggest knock on Mikel Bridges has got to be a lack of strength. Um, he's not really a, a hugely physical guy, but the rest of his game is is really good. He's a, he's got really good length. He's a very athletic. Has a good skill set. Um, very a, a very good defender. Uh, he's got a nice little jump shot, and he can play well on the on the wing. And I think that especially with the Sixers, they're looking for a wing guy. They got Simmons, and they got um, they got Simmons and Embiid, and then obviously Faults. We'll have to see what happens with Fultz. But you know, Robert Covington's a good. A good option to have on the wing, but they need—they're kind of still looking for that. Uh, uh, Fultz was thought to be the third guy to their big three, but I think Mikel Bridges can kind of develop into, um, you know, that third option to go along with um, with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Don't you? I think that um, Mikel Bridges is the stereotypical
1: three and D player. He's a stereotypical 3-and-D player, you know, coming out of Nova. He's familiar with the Wells Fargo Arena, playing at, playing right outside of Philly, so I think this would be um, no surprise to him. The arena, the court, you know, Philly, Philly I felt like lacked one of those guys that could uh, come off the bench or, you know, plug into to start and just play solid defense alongside Ben Simmons and um, Joel Embiid and shoot the ball you know, he can't create that much for his own, but he's a solid player. You know, JJ Redick's an upcoming free agent, so they don't know, if, we don't know if we're, they're going to re-sign him, but Mikel Bridges definitely would be a great pick at 10 for, you know, the city of Brotherly Love.
0: Yeah, completely agree. So that's rounding off the top 10. We will have to see how that plays out. Now, we will be heading on into the 11 through 20 slots. Here's picks 11 through 20. We have number 11 being Lonnie Walker going to the Charlotte Hornets. For number 12 to the Clippers, we have Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Number 13, we got Kevin Knox again to the Clippers. Number 14 to uh, Denver, we have Colin Sexton. Number 15 to the Washington Wizards, we have Robert Williams. Number 16 to the Phoenix Suns, we have Troy Brown. Number 17 for the Milwaukee Bucks, Zaire Smith. Number 18 to the San Antonio Spurs, we have uh, Drizin, uh Musa. Number 19 to the Atlanta Hawks, we have Kevin Huter. Uh, and number 20 for the Minnesota Timberwolves, we have Aaron Holiday. Number 11, we got the Charlotte Hornets taking Lonnie Walker. Nick, Lonnie Walker got his uh, his draft stock rose pretty high, I feel like. Uh, from the national from the national tournament, and now he's he- heading on uh, in our in our mock draft number eleven to uh, Charlotte Hornets.
1: Yeah, Lonnie Walker, right after Mikel Bridges is, um, you know, I feel like those two guys might be interchangeable, but he's more, you know, he's younger, more athletic than uh, Mikel Bridges, and he still has to be developed. You know, he's he's a three and D type guy, needs to improve that three point shooting, obviously but has the potential to grow, and a solid pick for Charlotte here to, ma- to pair up with Kimball Walker. You know, I'm not I'm not too fond about Malik Monk, so this would be a solid pick for him. And, uh, you know, definitely a player, you know, to develop and see what happens for the, the Hurricane.
0: Yep, that's uh, so we got him number 11, and then number 12, we got Shea Gilgius Alexander. Did I botch that name? Uh, no, I thought I thought you did pretty well, Rob. Not not bad, not bad. So we got him going to the Clippers, but also we got to say with these Clippers having back-to-back picks, um, it's going to be uh, you know interesting if they make a move or make a move or not. So we'll have to see how that ends up. But we got Alexander going in the 12th spot uh, out of Kentucky.
1: Yeah, he's uh you know you're right, Rob. These two picks they might be able to trade into the top five possibly um, and select one of those top uh, top prospects. But uh, Shea Gilleslie Alexander here is a solid pick, in my opinion. He, he, he I think, might be one of the best, um, you know, could look back and be the best point guard coming out of the draft at 12. You know, we had Donovan Mitchell go around this, this time last year. So he's a patient, a patient point guard, he knows how to get to the line, lets the game come to him, and, you know, very solid defender, big, long, athletic. Definitely, you know, someone to watch here for the Clippers. I think it's a great pick at twelve. Um, you know, watching him play at Kentucky, I was very impressed. And you know, best point guard in the draft possibly. Um, at number thirteen, we have another Kentucky guy with the Clippers selection, Kevin Knox. Rob, do you want to?
0: Yeah, um, Kevin. Okay. Not, I, I watched a little bit of him. He's a he's a good shooter. I think that. Uh, or, yeah, not a, n- sorry, not a good shooter. He's a well, he's a, he's okay, but he's a, he's a bigger guy. Um, but. I, the the big knock on Kevin Knox is uh his motor can kind of be on and off and he he's not always, you know, a lot but this could be the problem with the Kentucky guys that there's so many good stars on on that Kentucky team that they they don't really have the ability to shine um with the other stars around them, so because there's just so much talent. Uh, but that's one of the big knocks on him. But I, I, I like, I like this player. Um, looking, watching him in Kentucky uh, during the during the um, the national tournament, I thought he's a good, solid player for for the Clippers to take. At 13, but I will not be surprised if they take this pick and then possibly trade it away. So we'll have, we'll have to see with uh, with Kevin Knox. But you can't really go too wrong with the Kentucky products. I think it, it's a safe bet, especially when Love you're it. getting later in the draft or later yeah. in the lottery. It is uh, number 14 for the Denver Nuggets. We got <laughs> Colin Sexton, who you know may have may have fallen a little bit in our minds, but I, I really like Colin Sexton. Watching him in Alabama, he's a a very he, we made the comparisons that he's quick like De'Aaron Fox he's, he's got a really good motor um there is some there's room for you know improvement with him even though he's so explosive um and he and he has a he has a he has the ability to finish w- with his left hand but he needs to become more ambidextrous and be able to finish with the right a little bit more it seems like he's very dominant with his left hand uh but I, I really like Colin Sexton and uh He's a he's an okay shooter, but I think that it, that can also be improved upon. Uh, he's you know he's not the the most consistent guy shooting the basketball, but I really like Colin Sexton. Uh, and you know we don't know with Will Barton possibly being gone in free agency that they may need to plug in another guard there. And they're really guard deep, and they can they can gain gain some more depth with Colin Sexton uh, heading to Denver. Number fifteen to the. Uh, uh, Washington, uh, Washington Wizards. We got Robert Williams. Now I really like this guy. Watching him in the uh, the tournament with Texas A and M. This guy is just a big body. He could play really well down low in the post. Very powerful. Um, one big knock on this kid is that he can disappear during games, and he, you know his uh, his commitment or his you know laziness can kind of be be or his his commitment can be questioned and he, he can be lazy at times but i really like this kid nick robert williams i think he he could be a guy that can be a real impact player for uh, washington
1: yeah his draft stock um let me make some quick notes about the 13 14 15 guys um kevin Knox, you know he's got good size but not a decent um You know, three-point shooter Colin Sexton. Denver needs, I feel like, a true point guard, and I think he fills that role. Uh, Rob Williams, he's uh, he's definitely draft stock increased tremendously from that tournament. Uh, Rob, I think he's he's like what you said. He definitely could disappear in games, but when he's on, he's on. He's a big, strong guy, and for Washington to draft him here, and they could, you know, benefit from that by getting rid of uh, Gortat, who John Wall does not like. So, you know, just a fill-in for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we clearly know after that series or after the series and just the season with uh with the Wizards that John Wall and Martin Martin Gortat were not too fond of each other. So we'll have to see how that plays out. And we well, we think Robert Williams will end up in Washington, and I think that that's a it's a good impact player for for Washington there. Number sixteen for the Phoenix Suns, who again have another pick. We got Troy Brown out of Oregon, the shooting guard going there. What do you think about Troy Brown?
1: I, I like Troy Brown. I think he, he didn't play up to his potential at Oregon. You know, he could have probably benefited from one extra year, but, you know, he elected into the draft. He's still a lottery pick. He's raw. He's got potential to be a very solid 3 and D guy as well, like Lonnie Walker. He's one of those guys. He needs to get better shooting the ball, but, he you know, he's very athletic as well to get to the rim and score. Defense, he needs to improve. But overall, a solid pick for Phoenix here, and he could add to the young talent that they're
0: building over there. Absolutely, number seventeen, we got uh, the Milwaukee Bucks taking Zaire Smith from Texas Tech, a point guard slash shooting guard uh, for Milwaukee. There, what do you got on Zaire Smith?
1: Yeah, his draft stock also increased from the draft Texas Tech. They, uh, you know, they went pretty deep into the tournament. A little surprise at the number three spot, but you know he's had a versatile man, but he's not. He hasn't been that main guy, you know. At Texas Tech as well, you know the point guard Keenan Out Evans kind of um, overshadows Zaire Smith's performance, but he's you know he's got um, the ability to fit in here with a long, athletic Bucks team and possibly not be having to be the man and continue doing that role. And you know, a decent shooter needs to improve as well, which you're going to hear down the line for all of these guys. But Zaire Smith, solid pick for Milwaukee Bucks here.
0: Number 18, we got San Antonio taking a international man. Hopefully I don't botch his first name. Uh, Dirzanan Musa uh, from uh, Bosnia. Uh, this kid, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that his draft stock really bumped up. You know, because whenever we get to the draft, it's like these international guys come out of the woodworks and they just, you know, automatically pop up. What do you have on this uh, guy, Musa?
1: Yeah, Musa, he's another one of those... Uh... Those international guys that, you know, we don't know what's really going to come out of it. But, you know, San Antonio likes those guys, and I feel like he could, you know, fit into the system. They're always searching for more long athletic guys like Kyle Anderson, Kawhi Leonard, um, Rudy Gay. We don't know what's his situation. Danny Green, you know, plug in Drazen, Drazen Muza, who's a guy that doesn't need to come in right away and produce, but um, will definitely produce in the uh, future, in my opinion, for the uh, San Antonio Spurs.
0: Number 19, we got the Atlanta Hawks once again with a first-round pick. We got them taking uh, Kevin Heurter uh, out of Maryland, a shooting guard. Uh, what do you got on Kevin?
1: Yeah, at, everybody wanted this guy to stay one more year. He needed to develop, and it would have been huge for Maryland. They would have been one of the top teams in the Big Ten. But, yeah, but regardless, you know, he's in the draft. He's the number 19 pick in my in our mock draft to the Atlanta Hawks, a shooter. Straight shooter that's going to make him valuable in the league, regardless of where he goes. He's going to stay in there for a while. And he could possibly be another JJ Redick, Kyle Korver type of guy, and um, perfect fit for the for the young Hawks, in my opinion.
0: That that's what we'll, that's where we have him going. Number twenty, we got Minnesota taking Aaron Holiday, who has a. Little bit of NBA blood going. He's the uh, brother of uh, Drew and uh, Justin Holiday, that both play. Justin played for the Bulls, and obviously Drew Holiday for the New Orleans Pelicans played well in the playoffs. Uh, Aaron Holiday, the big from UCLA. The big uh, issue with him is uh, he has a lack of size, um, but he is a really really quick. Uh, really quick guard uh he can shoot the ball really if it's he can shoot the ball like his brothers will just say that's how it is justin's a a three and D kind of player and drew holiday obviously can shoot the ball pretty well. And uh, he's a solid defender, but the big issue with, uh, with Aaron holiday is just his lack of size. He's only six one. So it may be an issue matching up with these bigger NBA point guards. You know, when you go up against the guys like Russell Westbrook um, or, you know, John wall or Kyrie Irving who are, you know, have a bigger frame being a point guard, uh, you know, and possibly where we have him going in Minnesota, you know, maybe they're not, all-in with Jeff Teague, and I think that, you know, Aaron Holiday, or if he just ends up coming off the bench, I think that's a good guy to have have uh, depth with on the bench uh, in Minnesota. So it, the, the big issue with him is just a lack of lack of size and undersize and going up against other big NBA point guards. So we'll have to see with that um, with Aaron Holiday. So that is it yeah. from 11 to 20. Uh, that, that tops off what we have um, from 11 to 20 for the mock draft. We will now head on to 21 through 30, rounding off the 30 that we have for our mock draft. Here we go with picks 21 through 30. We have the Utah Jazz taking Anthony Simmons, the Chicago Bulls taking Mitchell Robinson, number 23 for the Indiana Pacers, Dante DiVincenzo, number 24 for the Portland Trailblazers, Chandler Hutchinson, number 25 for the Los Angeles Lakers, Omir Spellman, Number 26 for the Philadelphia 76ers, Jerome Robinson. Number 27 for the Boston Celtics, Moritz Wagner. Number 28 to the defending champion Golden State Warriors, Gary Trent Jr. And number 29 to the Brooklyn Nets, we have DeAnthony Melton. And finally, rounding off number 30 of the first round for the Atlanta Hawks, we have Jalen Brunson. We got number 21 for the Utah Jazz. We got Anthony Simmons, and this kid is out of high school. Nick, what do we have on Anthony Simmons?
1: Yeah, so Utah selecting uh, Simmons here it could possibly be one of the biggest steals of the draft. We don't really know that much about him because, you know, coming straight out of high school, but he's a good perimeter. He's a scorer, definitely a little undersized, a combo guard similar to C.J. McCollum. Could go get his own. Definitely needs to develop that physical NBA body, which, you know, he lacks because he also, you know, didn't have a uh, college basketball resume. Um, so he didn't develop that body there. But, you know, could definitely be one of those guys where we look back at this draft, Rob, and be like, wow, what a steal for Utah at 21. Utah, you know, throughout the playoffs, it seemed like they needed another guy that could go score, you know, plug Simmons in right, right here. Definitely a good pick, you know, for a small market team as well. Um, But, yeah, definitely needs a a long way from producing, in my opinion, right right away.
0: Number 22 for the Chicago Bulls, who also have another first-round pick. Uh, Another high school kid, Mitchell Robinson. Another high school product that, you know, we don't really know much about. Uh, no college experience, but he's a big body and uh, could be another steal at 22. You don't know what these high school kids. you could end up, you know, looking back at the draft, be like, "Wow, Mitchell Robinson was an absolute steal at 22." How do we not know that? We don't know too much about the high school kids, uh, so it's it's kind of it's kind of tough. But we can basically we have to just look at their hoops mixtape or you know what they do on Slam to to kind of see about this kid. Do you have any uh, the, any big things about uh, Mitchell Robinson?
1: I actually, I like Mitchell Robinson here at 22 for Chicago. Pairing him up with what they did. We have Miles Bridges in the first, in the top 10 pick, and then, you know, this kid here, putting him with marketing, and they're building something in Chicago, you know, that, you know, could possibly be special in a few years. He's got a He's got good shoulders, you know, a good NBA build. Needs to develop a little more muscle, but you know, strong guy. Definitely can rebound the ball, play defense. I think it's it's a it's a no brainer here at 22 for the Chicago Bulls that have already uh you know two first round picks. Got to got to throw the roll the die on one of them, right? And there's not that many big guys in this draft towards the end of the round. So Mitchell Robinson definitely would be a steal at
0: 22. Number 23, we have the Indiana Pacers taking the. National Championship Hero, uh, the Final Four Hero, Dante Divincenzo. We obviously know what he did in the National Championship and how his draft stock was able to rise the way it did. Uh, I like him going to the Pacers. I think they need they could use another guard uh, that can shoot the ball. Uh, The big knock on Divincenzo, you know, he's a he's a pretty solid-sized guard, but people kind of think him heading into. you know, would have been heading into his junior year, only being a sophomore. You know, the big knock is maybe uh, was it, was it just the you know catching lightning in a bottle from the national championship? Is he really a complete player? Do we want to take him in the, in the top 30? But you know, I think w- w- where his stock is right now, I mean, it's smart for DiVincenzo to go in the draft, and because I don't think at any any other point, I don't know, maybe if he if he stepped up really well with uh, Villanova next year, I don't know if he'd be as you know, you gotta you gotta go when you when you're selling high. So I think uh DiVincenzo going to Indiana would be a good pick for them.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, Rob. He's you know, he he's at the top of his probably um peak. You know, you saw it with Grayson Allen. They should have left um his sophomore year but he didn't, and now his drop stock fell. DiVincenzo's not that dumb and he elected and um you know, twenty third pick right here. Throwing for the Indiana shade. bases, a playoff Yeah, I did, I did, but he deserves it a little. But for the Pacers here, I think it's a great pick.
0: Yeah, okay. So that was the Pacers pick at number 23. Number 24 for Portland, we got Chandler Hutchinson from Boise State. I don't know too much about this kid. Nick, you can better speak uh, speak on this uh, small forward from Boise State.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I really didn't know that much about him until I read up on him. But I think it's a great pick for the Portland Trailblazers who need a uh, wing wing player that could go score other than McCollum and Lillard, right, Rob? Because Evan Turner is definitely not the answer. Absolute here, garbage. You know, small forward. Exactly. So Chandler Hutchinson, you know, good player needs to gain gain some weight and strength. You know, guard multiple positions. A great pick here for the Portland Trailblazers.
0: So for. The next pick, we got the Los Angeles Lakers at 25, who are always going to be in the news, uh, being that they are the largest market. And well, you know, Celtics fans will say otherwise, but they're one of the the big franchises between the Celtics and the Lakers. So uh, the Lakers are obviously a huge deal whenever they pick. So we got Omir Spellman uh, from Villanova going there, a center for the Lakers. Um, You know, Lakers don't really have a center, so they could use... I mean, they got they got solid guards. Obviously, we want to see what Lonzo does. Uh, so they could... And they got Randall uh, and Kuzma, so they need a, they need another big body down there. So, Amir Spellman we got at, uh, at 25 for Los Angeles. Uh, what do you have on Amir?
1: Yeah, he's another Villanova guy. Definitely increased his uh, stock because of how well they played this year. He... Lacks a little height at the center position, but the Lakers, I feel, need a go big guy here. Um, with Brook Lopez opting into free agency, well, becoming a free agent. Um, yeah, he could definitely play alongside um, Julius Randle. Lonzo Ball could find them in the corner. You know, he can knock down some threes, but his problem here is he's undersized. Um, you know, decent rim protector, not outstanding. Needs um, you know needs to develop some footwork in the low post. Uh, he's a project pick right here at 25. Only played one year of college ball. yet's only 20, he's 21 years old. You know definitely it's an interesting pick here, but I feel like the Lakers need to go big man here.
0: So that's where we got Omir, number 26, Philadelphia 76ers. Again with a pick, we have Jerome Robinson from Boston College going to the city of Brotherly Love. He's a good-sized guard. He's a junior. He averaged 20.1 points at, at BC. Uh, he's an elite scoring option, but the knock on him is that he, he's, a, he's a bad decision-maker at some times, and he could be a little bit better on defense, but he is a really good athlete, and usually with really good athletes, you can kind of, I don't want to say you teach defense, but defense is a, is a real effort thing, and when you got the athletic tools to do that, it shouldn't be too much of a problem at the if he's committed to it at the next level to go ahead and play good defense. Um, we can move on to number twenty-seven. Uh, we have the Boston Celtics taking the Michigan product Moritz Wagner, who played well in the past two national uh, tournaments. And uh, you're, you've watched a good amount of Moritz Wagner, Nick. What do you think of uh, him going to Boston at twenty-seven?
1: Yeah, I mean, Boston. I don't think they could draft another, uh, you know, three stretch stretch forward, That's like Tatum or Brown, they have too many of those good guys. So they have to go uh, big man that can stretch the court here with Mo Wagner. You know, typical uh, German-European big man, shoots the ball well. He, You know, he wants to be the next Dirk. That's not going to happen. He's not Dirk. But no he definitely is. is a, yeah, he's definitely a solid pick at 27. Increased his stock because of, um, of Michigan's tournament run. He disappears in games in college basketball, but he also didn't have, you know, he's not going to have talent around him like he'll have in Boston. All he's got to do in Boston is sit there in the corner, knock down threes, you know, show a little post move once in a while, but he's still got to develop that and, um, you know, play, you know, decent defense against the other big man. So, you know, decent pick here for Boston. Moving on to number 28, Gary Trent Jr. to the Golden State Warriors. Rob, another another Duke guy to the Golden State like Quentin Cook.
0: Yeah, I mean, I Quentin Cook was was crying the other day cuz he was <laughs> was so happy about winning exactly. the winning the winning the championship from the G League. I mean, Golden State, they made that pick with Jordan Bell last year, so they they've been good talent evaluators. Uh I didn't Gary Trent, I mean a Duke product. He um he's a strong 6-6. 215 pound frame, uh, good two guard. I think that is what that is what Golden State's looking for at this point. But I mean, they they are looking for backup guards for Steph Curry and, and Clay. But I also am thinking that they may may look to get a, another big body because they do need a center because you know Javale McGee isn't you know gonna be you know intimidating a lot of a lot of defense or offensive guys when he goes to the paint, even though he played well this past year. So I, I, I do like Gary Trent because I think he's the best available where we have him um, on our big board. But I, I could also see Golden State going for a, a bigger guy.
1: Yeah, Rob, I uh, completely agree with you that they need a big guy. But when your team's so good, you just take uh, the best available. And there, are, exactly. there aren't really that many good big men you know, at this moment in the draft. So Gary Trent, the guy, you know, that could score, you know, whatever it is, Golden State that takes here isn't going to get a tremendous amount of minutes, but they just need someone that could fill fill the, uh, the depth chart. And if they got to plug him in, he could score, you know, a little athletic, but uh, definitely needs to develop uh,
0: his game. Number 29. We have the Brooklyn Nets. Your Brooklyn Nets taking De'Anthony Melton out of USC. This is your this is your squad, Nick. What are you thinking of this pick?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, we have the 29th pick, so we just got to try to draft a high upside type of guy, De'Anthony Melton. You know, he, he he's he's a playmaker and definitely a guy that could develop. So hopefully the Brooklyn Nets do it like they've been doing you know, the last couple of years with Karis Levert and um, Jared Allen trying to find something strike gold in the later rounds hopefully the Anthony Melton is the next guy from uh, USC
0: and number 30 we have the Atlanta Hawks ending the draft or ending the first round of the draft but our official mock draft we have them taking Jalen Brunson from Villanova I'm a huge fan of Jalen Brunson uh, he's very well accomplished. We know from Nova, two-time national championship uh, winner. He's a born leader. Averaged 18.6 points. Uh, won the um, I think it what what is it now? The Wendy's uh, uh, Player of the Year. Uh, but the knock on him is he's a bit undersized, and you know he stayed there for a while, so they don't really like to take the upperclassmen too many times uh, now in the NBA. Uh, and he has a, he's a lack of defense, and he's not the greatest defender. But I, I like this pick for Atlanta. They need to get as many um, athletic young players as they can, and especially we don't know what may happen with Dennis Schroder, so. Um, I think that you know getting another guard in there as maybe a backup if they maybe want to use him as a trade piece and have Jalen Brunson and develop him in Atlanta I think is a really good choice and I think uh, that's a good spot for him in Atlanta so that is the complete draft we have or complete first round of the draft and obviously there's a second round uh, but Nick you want to run through some possible second round steals for uh, some players Yeah,
1: yeah sure. Um... Jacob Evans out of Cincinnati is one of those guys you got to take a look at. Um, Keita Bates of deal. He had a decent game, you know, and for Ohio State, the Buckeyes. He definitely improved, but he's, a, he's an older guy. He's a junior coming out of uh, the Ohio State. So we'll see what's up. Grayson Allen, obviously, is one of those guys you got to take a look at. A couple uh, late round point guards like from Wichita State, Landry Shamit, West, West Virginia's Javon Carter. Kansas, Devontae Graham, all guys that you know could possibly be a steal in the second round. Also, I have a pair of um, Arizona Wildcats in there. Alonzo Trier is one of those guys, very interesting. He averaged 20 points at Arizona, but you know had his problems off the court with uh, performance-enhancing drugs. He's a guy I, I could compare to, you know, Dylan Brooks. I'd I'd look at as potential-wise. You know, he pre, he pretty stepped up for uh, Memphis. Alonzo Trier is one of those. And another guy is um, I just put this guy in because he's from Brooklyn, New York. Riley Alkins. You know, he's got he's got potential. Lance Stevenson, potential. Okay, Rob. Shout
0: out, shout out New York. Shout out, shout out Lance Stevenson. <laughs> Brooklyn's finest. uh yeah, so that's uh, those are our second round possible steals, and that was our mock draft for the first round. Draft is on the 21st. It's in, uh, in about a week and a half from when we're recording this, so we're really excited. I hope uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, this mock draft that we had. Um, we're gonna have to see what happens, man. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting. Will Ayton definitely be the number one pick? Where may Doncic go? Where what, what are the Knicks gonna do with their pick? It's a, it's a lot of interesting uh, things that can happen. Uh, so. Nick, you want to leave anything with the people before the before the draft happens?
1: Uh, yeah, you can't predict can't really predict draft season, but you could definitely have a, you know, an idea of what a team's going to go with. It's definitely an entertaining time to see what your team is going to do for the future franchise. And uh, I really enjoy this time of year, Rob. I don't know about you, even if the Brooklyn Nets, you know, haven't had a top 10 pick and have been the worst team in the NBA for the last 4 years, I still enjoy that 29th pick.
0: That's <laughs> it. So yes, when it when it's draft season, it's it's one of the best seasons. It is the best season when it's draft season. So we appreciate you guys for listening to our mock draft or watching our mock draft on YouTube. We really appreciate it. As always, be sure to subscribe to us at Talking True Hoops on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on SoundCloud. And be sure to watch the watch the draft and be sure to interact with us on social media and tell us what you guys think about our about our mock drafts if we got it wrong, if we got it right, and uh, what you think will happen in the draft. And I it, it can't wait for the draft, Nick. It's going to be really exciting, and hope you guys enjoy it, too. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Talking True Hoops podcast's official 2018 mock draft. Remember to subscribe for more great basketball talk with Rob and Nick.